Okay, welcome to the Visceralist Podcast. This is episode 70. Damn, 70. Um, I, we have a special guest. We're at visceralist.gmail.com, uh, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, we have a guest, the episode uh, today. Uh, Drew, hello. Thanks for joining. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, you were just telling us about... Um, your hydration plan and uh, stocking up on. Do you say? Do you say watermelon water or something? Or watermelon water is. Is uh, that is that that new thing? I think new. It's, I, I think. I mean, watermelon is you know, is just all the way good for men and testosterone levels. And uh, is it? It is. Huh. So so you should def- and and it's obviously good in fiber. So it's just good for your diet in general. But no, I just kind of stumbled across this as I was, you know, picking up all these liquids to drink because I was I watched some good basketball last night and uh, the night before and drank quite a bit of beer, which dehydrated my body. And yep. all this. Yep, there and, it is. And I said, uh, <laughs> you know, let me get some of this. It's four dollars a bottle, though. But you know, what the f- what? Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make it we'll spit bottle. out your coffee. Yeah, I'll spit out my chamomile tea over here. <laughs> well, 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 you you wouldn't be spitting out this watermelon water because you four dollars. Four dollars a bottle. God damn! <laughs> be licking yeah. that off the floor. Exactly. <laughs> got, got like a like, syringe. You got to like <laughs> pick, scoop, get it back, put it back in the bottle. Oh God. So, um and, and, and soup. So I'm I'm on soup today too. So all, all you got liquids it. today. You got it. Okay. Um. Well, let's get right into um our first segment. Um. This is uh. It's hold on. Let me just adjust something really quick. It's our trifling in NYC segment. Um. This is uh, where we just talk about uh, general stuff that's happened in the. Uh, actually, uh, Drew, are you do do you have your headphones in? Yeah. Can you turn down the volume on urine a little bit? I'm hearing a bit of an echo. Got just it. Maybe like three notches or so. If you, yep, as long I, as you can I, still hear us. I, I did that, and I still hear the reverb too. Yeah. Um. Let me just try adjusting. Keep talking. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll edit this part out, but so just talk about whatever. Trifling NYC. Uh, I did go to Jersey yesterday, and I, I just realized how horrible of an adventure <laughs> that is. Wow. I, lived in, I, lived, I, lived in Jer- I lived in Jersey City for a while, and I, you know. Okay, uh, that's that seems like a great uh, setup for trifling in NYC. Why don't you Why don't you go first uh, with your? Oh yeah, so 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 the journey out to Jersey City, the 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 path train, this this path is a bus, it's not even a train, it's super slow, um, and you know we we, we hopped on at uh, 14th Street, and yeah. you know it, why don't why can't you just use a metro card? Why do they have their own special little card? <laughs> yeah. It's just this crazy. None of it makes sense. So you get on the on this slow moving train shuttle. They call it a shuttle, Jersey. Get over there, um, and we had to go through Hoboken. So you go through Hoboken. Oh the, no! The, 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 you stop at Hoboken. The the the, the shuttle literally the, the the driver of the train walks from the the which was the once the front end of the train 
walks to the back end of the train. The back end of the train now becomes the front end of the train. And then Oh, that's right. And then yeah, you, there's that, that weird changeover. Yeah. Do you Jay, do you know about this? You taking the train to Jersey? No, long time ago. I don't have a lot of experience with that. Yeah, well, yeah, and then you go. So then you know we get off, we we get off in Grove Street, and you know I I, I lived in that area, so it was uh, you know familiar in some regards. But right. the, the the trifling thing that I did see was a guy standing in front of McDonald's hold, holding a cup, but uh-huh. he was he was like like you know like like in a posture like he was taking a shit. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No. All right. He was he was uh-uh. making the face of of, oh, of, okay. of, of, of a man taking his shit. <laughs> in his now is that? Do you think that maybe like some sort of performance art project? He's commenting on like the quality of the food in McDonald's. I think he was. I think he was having. I think he was uh, dropping a deuce. I think he's dropping a dude. Okay. And, uh, Wait, inside of his pants? Inside of the pants. Oh my good <laughs> lord! <laughs> and, and, uh, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't go and investigate. You didn't stop to investigate, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. But you know, it, you, you know, when you're at a at the airport and you can't, you're not gonna, and you have to go, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna sit on the toilet. But you, that posture. It was, yeah, yeah. It was that yeah. posture. Yeah, the hover. <laughs> The hover, got it. The hover, yeah. So I got. So I guess my. I also went to Jersey um, last weekend for um, a work friend's thing um, at his house in the suburbs, and you know the the event was great. Um, it was cool seeing him. Um, and man, he he went to town with the food too. He had that chicken fried steak, which I don't think I've ever had, but I I've mm. always liked liked the idea oh. of uh, like breaded steak, like deep fried. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I took the Port Authority, or, or yeah, the Port Authority uh, to take a bus out there. Um, and I was initially my first thought was like, are there supposed to be this many birds flying around indoors? <laughs> Um, it's, it seems a little dangerous. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's grimy, but you know, it it wasn't as grimy as, as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I did find a dollar on the ground. So, you know, in a way, you know, that almost made made it. Uh, I got some Cheez-Its, uh, the white cheddar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jersey stays losing. Take it out. <laughs> yeah, hey, that uh you're not gonna find any disagreement here. Uh nice, nice come up though. I mean, hey, look, a dollar. I mean, yeah. you know, that I mean that that covered half of my Cheez Its I will purchase, I will say. Um because they jack up the prices. It's one of those Hudson News. Oh, uh, those oh, places. What? Yeah. Fucking bottle of Dasani. About four dollars. Wow. No, uh, pretty no not even any watermelon in it. Yeah. yeah, pretty soon it's gonna be air. Like, you, like it's <laughs> gonna be like you know what the 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 air levels are are like China, and they're gonna be yeah. selling us doses of air. I mean, in the bottom level of the Port Authority, yeah, the, like I mean, <laughs> you, you get like a nice like. 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like at least in China, they'll be more efficient because they have to be better about moving a lot of people around. Anyway, let's let's get into um, uh, some college basketball. Uh, so we're in, towards the tail end of um, the tournament. I, we're at uh, the Elite Eight uh, this weekend. Um, uh, recording this on Sunday, right before the Duke MSU game. Uh, Drew, you're the guest. You're you're a diehard MSU fan. Um, uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on on this matchup? Is Zion just gonna just gonna roll through and just get the look? Look! 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 Pop, pop even the experts, even the experts uh, in Vegas, are calling this a close one. The spread's only two points. And, really? Uh, only two? Yeah, only two points. They're they're only giving us two points. So I think uh, I think it's. I mean, if you look if you look at Duke. Their bench is not deep. It's not deep. No. Uh, they really don't have a, a solid point guard who comes to play every game. But on, on the upside for Michigan State, our point guard probably is going to go top five the way he's been playing out of his mind uh, right before the tournament, the Big Ten tournament. You guys who who was you talking about? Who is it? Uh, Cassius Winston. Okay. Uh, and he's, he's, he's averaging double-doubles. Uh, he's a made. He's, he's a magician. He can see the the floor, the entire floor, and uh, he's a general. So I think it's going to be a, a good a good game, a uh, well fought out game, and uh, I think Michigan State's going to win by eight. Is my is my Whoa. prediction on this one? I Whoa. think it's I think it's going to be a, 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 a unsettling upset. So in this in this scenario that you're seeing, like how how many seconds into the game is Zion gonna just collapse and die? Because mm-hmm. I, <laughs> <laughs> I well, collapse and die. Well, okay, mean, that that's a little overboard. Not, but I mean, how how are they gonna handle Zion? What are, what mean, are they gonna do with him? Well, they're gonna basically just uh, you know his shoe. We, we his shoe could explode and like True. The, you know the first. He, he's a superhuman. You're right. He is. He is like unprecedented. Like, um, I mean, hard to explain. This guy. Yeah, he's he's generational. It seems. I don't know, Jay. Would, would you agree? You you played some college ball. I I mean, he's much better than I was expecting him to be. Actually, um, why do you say that? He's more skilled than than I was expecting. Cause I only saw like a bunch of highlights and and various things where he's just playing against regular size high school kids right which um you know which is amazing to watch but then now now to see him and he plays really hard he's incredibly athletic very skilled more skilled than i thought and now i think he's even better than rj barrett who i thought was better going into the season but he's sort of disappeared down the stretch i mean i think this guy has raised the bar to another level I, to to a new dimension. I don't know. I can't think of another college player in recent years who is as good as this guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard comparisons to Larry Johnson in the early nineties. Um, oh, okay. I've heard Shaq comparisons. I've heard Charles Barkley. Um, where is he at Auburn? Um, <clears throat> comparisons. I can't think of it. I mean, he can dribble the ball left hand, right hand. Yeah, I mean he's he he can shoot free throws for a big guy, he can shoot the three, and he can obviously just his, his second jump is 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 stronger than it's higher than his first jump. Uh, I mean, he, 
it, I don't know. So to your point, is is he going to collapse? Is, is he going to disappear in the game? I don't think so. But in no. regards to points, he really hasn't had a forty point game all season. He's definitely going to put forty up on Michigan State, and uh, you know the rest of the team's productivity. I I, I only see against our defense. I only see them scoring fifty points max. <laughs> wait, wait, say that. Fifty. Sorry, I'm wow. saying you. You're saying five zero that Duke is going to score fifty points max. Yeah, I mean, think about it. They almost lost to uh, unit. I mean, granted, Michigan State almost lost to Barkley or Berkeley. Uh, I think it's Barkley. Barkley, but yeah. but Duke almost lost to UCF. And in fact, they- yeah, I, I will say that I was going to say that that might be your your backing up your your point. Most strongly is that their last two games have been pretty close, or really close, right? They just they, came down to the last second. Agreed. They could be emotionally yeah, they really tired should have lost, but yeah, they could be emotionally tired at this point. They, I mean, they've won two championships, right? So it, 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 it can be over for them. We'll see. I, I, it's, I think it's going to be a great game, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but I'm, I'm drinking water on this. I'm drinking watermelon water on this one, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a good game. Uh, nice. You, do, is that is that part of like a ritual? I, I'm thinking of like so we have uh, Jay and I are both fans of um, this other podcast uh, called Firestarters um, that we that we reference a lot. And one of the guys on that show is a huge Duke fan, and he apparently has a ritual where he has a that he's done since since uh, he was like a teenager where he has a, a big jug of water, and he takes like a sip of the water throughout the game at every. Um, everything that Duke does that's good or something or every key play, which I, I hope I get that right. Um, but uh, something like that. So I don't Is that part of a ritual that you have? Or do you have anything about it? I might, I might uh, start, hopefully. <laughs> they, come, they come through today. Yeah. <laughs> who, who are you guys taking on this game? I don't know. I'm going with Duke. I don't trust Wait, Michigan what? State. What? Is Michigan I want Michigan State to win. I just don't think they're going to win. So Purdue lost last night. So is Michigan State now the last the last Big Ten game or team in the in the tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Purdue should Purdue this this kid that he, he was shooting three pointers from half court line almost. And uh, yeah, yeah like, he was. He broke the record for the most threes in uh, NCAA tournament, I believe. I think uh, so. Oh, I think shit. he, yeah, last night he either, he either tied it or broke it. But who who did? Who had it? Glenn Rice had it, I think. Yeah, he, yeah, he, it was like nine, and he, I think he had ten or something. So, uh, hey, who are you? Who are you taking, Cal? Um, I, I gotta go with Duke. Um, I, I would certainly love, love, love to see. Duke get beat down um, and only score 50 points because um, fuck Duke. Um, but I got to say, I do like the Zion kid. Like I, like he seems like a cool kid. Um, he is unbelievable. Like I, you know, you know, Jay and I are huge LeBron James fans. Um, like I'm wondering like if this is what Bron would have been like if he had played a year in no, college. No, 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 no. LeBron James better. How so? He's a better passer. I mean, I agree, but better what than specifically? Like even at that age, I mean, they're they're different players. I think LeBron was a better all-around player at that age. 
Zion. wasn't the, I mean, Zion. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't. I have to disagree, but you guys are huge LeBron LeBron fan. But I mean, well, why LeBron, do you why do you disagree? Because LeBron didn't have a jump shot when he came to the game. He didn't have he didn't have a three. He couldn't shoot the three. He was a great distributor and a great finisher around the rim. Um, is what kind of you know brought him to the forefront, but. But then he developed. That was that was his, that was a huge criticism of his. Is that a he couldn't finish games, and b um, he didn't he didn't have a a, a, a long range jump shot. And and obviously now he he has full full capacity of both of those levels. So uh, right. While well, he's I, still having trouble finishing games with these free throws, he looks like. I oh, believe man. yeah that I, didn't LeBron come in as a point guard. In the NBA, because he was un, sort of undersized, he was just really skinny when he came in. Uh, he wasn't that skinny. He just came in as like a like he's he was like overwhelming people with his size in high school, like like Zion. But um, I don't know. I just think he's more more skilled, he, he, he higher basketball IQ and <clears throat> better distributor, like you said. But I mean, this not taking anything away from Zion. He's been pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, Zion, clear number one pick. Um, I was thinking about like, you know, you know, the Knicks have a very good chance of getting the number one pick, and because the Knicks, can you guys hear this honking? By the way, yeah, yeah. I thought it was some music. For <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was like some uh, Caribbean, Caribbean yeah. Uber driver outside your apartment. <laughs> um. I mean, there might very well be, um, but that's not what this noise is. Um, I think the issue is, um, aren't these alarms supposed to go off at a certain point, too? Like, they can't just keep going. No. It could be the alarm girl. Have you seen the girl that, like, screams and, like, karate chops herself in her throat and she sounds like an alarm? What? (laughs) What what YouTubes are you watching? (laughs) What? Uh, I mean, I don't get why. First of all, I don't get why you, someone would want to do that. Just, yeah, me neither. But it, it's you. You have to Google this. Like, it, it is. It is quite ridiculous. All right. Uh, but it, but it sounds tape. like that. Maybe that's her. All right. Um, but uh, so uh, the Knicks. Yeah. So I feel like because the Knicks, like, they fuck up. They're they excel at fucking up lately. Um, just in terms of um player moves, et cetera. Uh, and I'm wondering, like, even if they get the number one pick, I could see them doing something stupid, like like trading it to get Davis and I, I don't know. He's a clear number one, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's not, not a terrible idea to trade it, though. Depends what you can get. <clears throat> what, if they, what, what if they trade it for LeBron? Ugh, no. He's <laughs> got three years left on that contract. Now, uh, LeBron definitely has a no trade clause, so that that wouldn't happen. But um, oh man, I I mean, so so Drew on an earlier episode, we uh, in some episodes we have a, a conspiracy segment, and one of our early episodes we talked about the um, the uh, uh, the conspiracy around the 1984 NBA draft where the Knicks got Patrick Ewing. And the rumor mm. that like that was fixed so that Ewing would go to the big market Knicks. Um, you know, there's the frozen envelope rumor. The 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 uh, was it like 
tilted envelope or, or folded envelope or something? Do you, Jay, do you remember what the... No, I think it was frozen. It was supposed to be frozen so you could feel the cold one and you pulled that right. one out. I mean, I, I was going back and looking at Ewing's stats for something. Like, he was crazy dominant and the Knicks were actually super dominant, like, throughout the 90s. Um, they go to, like, two finals? Does that sound right? Uh, I know they lost. They lost to the Rockets, right? During the Rockets back-to-back thing. Yeah, I don't know if he made it to two finals or not. I think I feel like late nineties. Didn't they? Play they made the, it to conference fi- Eastern Spurs. Conference Finals they play the a few Spurs times for sure. The finals or was that the Pacers? I think it was the Pacers, right? I but it was, it was the semifinals, right? Because because the Pacers. I mean, because I can't remember. The Pacers winning a championship. Oh, they definitely didn't. I think you're right. I think the Pacers in the late '90s. That was the um, the the Duncan Robinson. I think like second year after they got Duncan. Uh, anyway, so I I'm just I they'll get, I <clears throat> am I am I saying that they're definitely going to fix it again to get Zion? No, no, that would be irresponsible to say. The fix is in, man. <laughs> the, the, Knicks, the, the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks are stuck for way too long. I mean, the, the Nets are good now. The Knicks fix. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks fix. I like it. It's, it's got, it's got to happen. Fix. I mean, or, or otherwise, the Knicks are going to have to leave New York. I mean, this is going to be They'll be relegated to China, the, the Chinese Basketball Association. <laughs> Still have a mitt, like, barely make the playoffs there. Yeah. That would be so I mean, funny. I, I do remember, I was saying, staff. I was saying four or five years ago, or maybe even as recently as three years ago that, um, I was like, God damn, I was looking at the Knicks. I was looking at the trades they were making, giving up picks. I was like, they're going to be terrible for the next 15 years. Now I wasn't aware of Zion at that point. Um, like three or four years ago. So they, they do have a chance with him, but they better get him. Unless they want to be the Sichuan Knicks. <laughs> Sichuan, Shenzhou province, uh, Knickerbockers. Shenzhen. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting Shenzhen. hungry for some, some Mission Chinese food. Hong Kong Knicks. Uh, so, so who, uh, let's say, okay, so going forward, um, I'm just going to pull up uh the next run line of games let's let's just assume that Michigan State wins um so next weekend would be the final four is that right yeah I think it's the sixth so the sixth is Sunday no Saturday so let me just pull this up okay so it's they're not scheduled yet even though no I was looking at the wrong date. Okay, so Texas Tech and UVA are already in it, and then they'll be playing the winner probably. So let's say University of Kentucky, and then either Michigan State or Duke. I'm I'm already calling it the Kentucky game, even though it's being played right now. Um, yeah. I don't know Texas Tech. What are they doing in this? God damn, they're already in the they're Final Four. Balling. Yeah, that's what they, they do. Good. They're balling, yeah. balling. They got some guy. They got, they got a they got a guy named Guy, last name Guy. And, <laughs> really? And he, and he wears number five, like five guys. And five guys. Balling. Oh, nice. And he's five guy. 
And he's trying to look for that that sponsorship (laughs) after he graduates. (laughs) Um, UVA, you know, they were ranked number one, I think, in the preseason rankings, so no surprise there. Um, All right. Cool. Well, you know, good luck. I, I, I hope for a nice, clean game. That's right. All with some some upstanding young gentlemen, um, and and then also Coach K. Um, uh, nothing. No. Okay. Let's move to the next topic. Um, so Jay, you and I saw the movie Us. We did. Uh, and uh, we'll get into that. I should note. For the listeners, we're going to get into spoilers for the movie. Um, uh, Drew, you said you haven't seen it, but you're okay. You're getting uh, the spoilers. Um, so, I mean, shit, let's get, let's get right into it. The first thing I wanted to comment on is we saw a trailer for this movie, Ma. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I I did not like that. What is that about? Okay, I gotta say that was the the most bizarre, disturbing trailer I've seen in a while. So, yeah, most I had heard, certainly, I had heard nothing about this movie. Like, I follow the film industry pretty, yeah, relatively closely. Uh, so, this is a movie starring Octavia Spencer, um, who plays. Um, sort of like a middle-aged woman in some Midwestern town who somehow befriends this group of like young college kids, and she has um, no. Like they're a, high schoolers. You think they're high school? I think they're high schoolers because okay. they were asking her to buy beer. Or something, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So they they meet her by. She's just by a liquor store, and they they ask her to buy some beer, which she does. And then she's like, "Oh, by the way, I have a you know a house with like a basement I never use. If you guys want to party there, you can use it as like your your hangout spot." And then like it's it's a horror movie, so they she slowly becomes like too close to them, and it gets weird and awkward. And then of course she starts like, you know, it's it becomes like a fatal attraction type thing. She's like showing up at their house, at the school. She's like, uh, you know. We're, we're blood sisters to one of the girls, I think, something like that. I don't know. It looked, she was looking it got real, real weird. weird. She was like drugging, drugging kids. You know what I think? It looks like I, from parts of the preview, it looks like she was trying to get revenge on their parents because I think she went to school with their parents from the town. Oh. And then it was oh, I like, didn't pick up hey, on that. remember because at that one diner, the guy was like, my question is, why are you hanging out with my son? And he had some video. And it was it was fucking weird. I'm not yeah. watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say I was intrigued, and I think it's a it's a cool setup for a movie of like the creepy older woman who's trying to relive her high school days and partying it up. They probably um, just like teased her and shit, you know. That's why she put that. It got real weird. She had like that choker collar on one kid. Just, yeah, I oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that did get really disturbing. Okay, well anyway, that was just a trailer. Um, so. I do, and the, so that's. I was joking. That's not the primary thing I want to talk about with the movie. Uh, the primary thing I want to talk about is um, the people sitting like to the left of us and behind us spilled a big gulp of soda and didn't clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was during the trailers too. So I don't know if they were just content to just sit in their own filth after spilling this. It was real weird. They're gonna be all sticky. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, no, but we can, we can really get into it. I don't know. What, what 
what I, you know, a lot of times I like to get to the point and then explain it. So if you had to so give it a rating out of 10, what would you give us and what would you get? Actually, and for context, what would you give Get Out? And then we'll get into like, you know, your thoughts about it. Um, I'd probably give Get Out like nine, maybe. Okay. Maybe a 10. It would be nine or a 10. I like to get out a lot. This, uh, closer to like a seven or six. Oh, wow. Six. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I just, you know, thought it would be better, I guess. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what, say that again? <laughs> It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. I guess you could say over underwhelmed. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I will say I was really excited when that or pumped for it when that trailer came out around Christmas, uh, just because of the way they flipped that. Um, I got five on it. Oh, like yeah. the, the remix to it in the trailer with the strings coming in. So I'll say up top. Yeah, I, I would give Get Out. Or sorry, yeah, I'd give Get Out like probably a nine. I might, I'd say a nine out of 10. Um, and then us, I'd probably give, hmm, now you see, now I think you got me downgrading it a little bit more than I would have. So I'd say eight, oh. maybe a 7.7, 7, or that that's probably the lowest that'd go. Oh. Okay. And I will say, yeah, like I, <clears throat> so it had, it, you know, I've been reading a lot of analysis about it um, over the week, and it. I think the key thing is it, it has a lot of plot holes, and and there's no there's no two ways about that. It it, it just does. Um, especially towards the end when they're, you're trying to when they're explaining what was going on, um, it didn't really feel adequate. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, at the end, but that was, you know, it was like, is there, a, we had a lot of questions. We were talking afterwards while you were, you know, enjoying your Texas toast <laughs> hamburger checkers. We did go to checkers. They, they do have, it was garlic bread, Texas toast that they were using for the bun on the burger. Um, and then I also got Parmesan garlic nuggets, chicken nuggets. So yeah. Okay. Go on. Yeah. I'm a glove. Um, we know so, that. Right. We are like, so... <laughs> Are they, you know, are there, are there doubles, are there clones for everyone in the whole world? Like that, that part was kind of weird. Um, where are these people? What happened to the whole thing? And then what, what was the purpose? I think that was also our problem. We, like they explained it as to control the people upstairs, mm -hmm. but I didn't really understand how they were controlling anything down there. I mean, yeah. So because get out was so great and like worked as like a psychological thriller but then also as like a you know a lot of metaphors for um uh you know shit everything from like slavery to you know prison industrial complex to all, all kinds of things uh black experience in america um so I, w I will say when i was watching us i was looking for analogies and metaphors like that to the point uh, where i okay. maybe wasn't focusing on the movie itself i mean it, it's you know it's a horror movie it's pretty violent um and i i kept look thinking about like metaphors and analogies and i think i was doing that a little bit too much 
because and I and I think I agree with you. Yeah, I I was disappointed because they weren't really there or they didn't add up in the way that I think he hoped that they would, you know? I don't, I, I think that, I don't think he was going for it. I think he was just going for more of a straight up horror movie that just happened to have, you know, star black people. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Um, I, I mean, it, it was definitely like, it was a very funny movie um, at moments too. Like, like hilariously, like um, what's the guy? Winston Duke played the father of the family. He was hilarious. Um, and uh, oh, they had the the couple, the white couple that they were friends with um, on the beach. Um, I mean, the guy who played the the father in that family is actually a comedian in real life. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, let's let's get into then. The, I, you know what? I didn't even think it was super scary. Either. Didn't. I th- it was more like disturbing. Her her voice was super disturbing. Um, the way that she moved, uh, Lupita's Lupita's tether or right. Yeah, red red was red. her name. I think. Yeah, we should probably so red and then red was the well the original girl, but then. Uh, she was the one leading the family, attacking them. So we'll call her Red. And then Adelaide was the one, Lupita's character, who was sort of the leading the normal family, right? So right. Good. Yeah, like her movements were were like very off-putting and disturbing and strange. Um, and her and her voice was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> but you say you weren't really scared, and but the, it wasn't like, like what? Do, what do you? What's like a super scary movie for you then? Just just so I can get a frame of reference. Um, like the last one that I watched, sort of like It Follows. It was pretty scary. Okay. Um, the Conjuring. I think are the the last two that I really watched. Right. Polter, Poltergeist was pretty scary. That was Damn, many years ago, but yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say, like, it had a good, it had a good twist as, aspect to it. Like, that's what I was looking for too. I was like, okay, this explanation better be, or I was, yeah, I was like, oh man, this explanation is going to be crazy and like, all, like, really interesting. And you know, they basically just said that the government, um, it created a program where they were essentially cloning people in the hopes that they could use them to control, and they they kept them in a basement you know, laboratory location, uh, um, like some kind of huge complex that they were, the plan was to use those to control the people above ground, like normal people, but it didn't right. work. Um, and then they just abandon it. And, but then like, it's like, I mean, she makes a point to say, you know, we're, we're human down here too. And that's, that's why I said, so, you know, there is a pretty clear, um, the, the, the majority of the takes on what the underlying message of the movie is, is that it, it sort of talks about class struggle in the U.S. Um, and, you know, there's the underclass who in the movie are literally underground and then the yeah. class who are, who are tethered to them. You know, you could use that to mean, you know, we're in a society. We're all connected in some way to each other. You know, there's people who are better off, who have it, have it good. But, you know, they benefit from 
the subjugation of, of underclass people um, who are in the country okay. and who we're connected okay. with and we, you know, we, we deal with and, you know, eventually, like, you can only push people too far before, you know, there's, if you look at various revolutions around the world, French Revolution, it's the underclass being pushed too far and then rising up and, and sort of trying to correct things, basically. Um, you know, in this case, Red was basically just motivated by revenge um, against her clone who, who basically kidnapped her and swapped, swapped places with her, which a lot of people were saying they, they, caught, they picked up on right away. Did you have that sense? I mean, come on. See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew that right away. Unless you, like, Yo, wrote I, it down, took so a screenshot saying of that shit. So <laughs> oh, I called that. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, I agree. And they're so, like, so smarmy about That's it. So like bullshit. <laughs> Unless you leaned over and told me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I saw it coming. I didn't see it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. You're I mean, I, even that. even like looking back, cause I guess they didn't. You didn't see a ton from her, from her childhood. Like I right. couldn't. You know, there was nothing to tip. I don't know. For me, there was nothing to tip me off. Right. Um. So you, there's that. I mean, I think he did a decent job of conveying if that is what he was going for the clear sort of class struggle thing. I think he did a decent job. Um. Yeah, it's not a perfect. Uh, if you're looking at it just as a straight horror movie, it's not super scary. Um, it's creepy and it's pretty sad uh, in a way if you think about it. Um, like what Red had to go through. Um, oh yeah, that part of it was gross. I mean, the 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 whole rabbit thing was disgusting. Yeah. So, but yeah, like if they're human. What were they eating for this whole time? They were under. She was underground for. They were eating. They were just see, but 30, yeah. How like can you subsist? Years. Subsist on a diet of raw rabbit. Yeah, percent raw rabbit. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. So that's not clear. So clearly, you. you I mean, you can't. You would die if all you had to eat was raw rabbit. You would die after a while of malnutrition. But then I was like, okay, well, are they just maybe they don't have to eat? But then if they don't have to eat, how do they grow? You know, it's, so that's a huge plot hole. Like, it doesn't work. Oh, you said maybe because they were clones, they don't have to eat or something? Maybe, but then okay. if, you, if you don't eat, like, you can't grow. Like, it's like, that's physically impossible. I mean, I guess, fine, we're, it's a movie, whatever. Just, just energy itself. You have to generate some energy, right? Exactly, yeah. And right. also, like, they all had, each of the clones, when they basically, like, rose up to to take out their their doubles... Um, they all had a pair of scissors that they were using as weapons, like really big scissors. Like, how, how did they get those? Like, those are pretty fancy scissors. I mean, how did they how get did the they scissors? Get they had their outfits. Clothes. Where did they like? You know, the, those those are the big plot holes. Like, and if if you if you don't have an answer for that, which or your answer is just oh, the government had a program and then they left them. Like, that's not nearly good enough. I agree with that. So, I mean, that part was a little um, disappointing to have no real explanation for that. But if you take that out of it, you know, the rest of it was cool. I, I liked yeah, it. I mean, I'll say it's well shot, very, very well acted. Like, yeah. Um, Lupita, could, they could submit that for Oscar consideration. I don't know if she has another high profile prestige movie coming out later in the year, but she could submit that performance. Like, she was great in both roles. Um, 
and the kids, you know, usually I don't, I don't like child actors. I think most child actors are just God awful. And they, they tear, like they ruin scenes most of the time. Um, but these kid actors were all really good. I thought, I don't know. What did you think? I thought both of the children performances were good. Um, the, I don't know what her name was. I don't even know either of their names. Damn. The, um, the daughter, the daughter, the bad, the bad version, the bad version of the daughter was definitely creepy too. Yeah. She was like, I didn't like that. Um, the kid, I mean, are we going to get into that theory that the, the, the yeah, son let's, swapped let's, too? Let's, let's, let's swap in, in a minute. Let's just finish out the just overall. Uh, Winston Duke was good. He was the only one that was actually, he was bringing some comic relief. He was funny. Um, right. Nobody else was really trying to have fun. Except, like you said, uh, their friends. Those That couple yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah, um, they were good. Um, and I will say, like, <laughs> it definitely played into, and this had to be intentional, like the, the horror movie tropes of like, why aren't they just running away? Why are they hanging out to have a conversation while they, someone's trying to stalk them? Like, and the, the, so of those types, you know, you know, those tropes, right? That are just right. frustrating for an audience, but I, I, they're definitely, they're done intentionally to build tension. Um, the one of those that was driving me absolutely fucking insane to the point where I, I wanted to jump into the movie and just slap everyone across the face was when they, they were trying to escape. They had, that's, they had their neighbor's SUV or the white couple's SUV, right? And then the daughter was insisting on driving the car. Oh, that was, that was good comedy. That was a little <laughs> moment of comic relief. I like that. That was... <laughs> You, you found that like I couldn't find that funny because I was so stressed out about it. I know. <laughs> and people in the in the audience, remember, they were stressed out too. They were like, Get "The fuck out!" I of think, yeah. Dude. Someone made a comment like, "Like if that was my girl, I would I would have pulled her out of the out through the window and just like, slapped, slapped her." Or yeah. Something. See, but that that was a small a small moment of comedy. Even even then, that that was when Winston Duke was like, "Well, I killed two, so I get to make the, the oh, decision." Yeah, they're, she they're, drives. <laughs> yeah. It's like I get that. Okay, the little like no. Like, no, she shouldn't have been driving. She's a teenager, so she's still learning how to drive properly. You're under an immense amount of stress. And your mom's there. Your mom's clearly on the ball and, like, getting shit accomplished and stuff. And, like, she's just like, okay, get in get in the backseat. I'm driving. And she's like, no, I'm going to drive. And she said it really kind of snotty, too. Maybe that, that She really did. Cool. You did not like that. I could tell. I just, I mean, However, maybe, maybe it makes a lot of sense, though, now, right? So Gabe obviously couldn't drive. His knee got whacked by the, by the other one and then um the the little the son's not driving right He's but, too young. but they needed you know i think they needed lupita's character to do what she ended up doing which was like hop out and fuck shit up if if it came to it and the daughter needed to be like the getaway uh, driver oh i see yeah i mean i will say lupita was like she was like fucking um what is the, what's the crew in the in black panther the uh uh, the women soldiers. I don't know. They have a name, the King's Guard or something. <laughs> the King. Yeah, we'll call it. I mean, the women, the female Black Panthers. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, the Black, black Panthers, maybe. I, I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. She, she, wait a minute. Didn't she play one? Didn't Lupita play one of them? She's in that movie. 
She is in the movie. No, I think she was obviously, but she she's in the Black Panther movie. Yeah. Wasn't she the love interest? Wasn't she his love interest? She was going to town with that. She had like a like a a fireplace poker. Um, Yeah, and I also thought she could have got a better weapon, but whatever. You don't like that as the weapon? That was a. It was it was a good weapon, but she could have come something else too. That was kind of cool how they each had their own individual weapon, like. Like Winston had the um, baseball bat. Uh, the one kid had, uh, or the daughter had a golf club. Um, oh yeah. The little boy had um, that big rock, like the geo. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that sounds stupid. <laughs> he had that big rock. <laughs> he did though. That's what he had. Um, and then she had the, oh, the fireplace poker. You know, and even, okay, so even there, like, you know, I, like how I just telling you I, how I'm looking for metaphors and shit, right? So there I'm like, okay, oh, so they have the baseball bat and then they have the golf club. And then I'm thinking of like Jackie Robinson and Tiger Woods, you know, coming into these traditionally white sports and taking over. Wow. But I don't think, like, I don't think he was going for that. But that's, that's what I'm saying is I was looking for the, that kind of stuff. That's where your mind went right away. Right away. Yeah. Hmm. I, and then I was thinking okay. like, okay, well, shouldn't the little girl, shouldn't she have like a tennis racket to make it like the Serena comparison? But then that's not a good weapon. I think we no, talked about it's, one it's, of our zombie escape plan segments where I was like, the only thing I could have that functions as a weapon, like in my bedroom is like a tennis racket. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> It's like, good uh, for just like list, keeping your distance. Yeah, I hope that the list goes further. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got a tennis racket. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I do. <laughs> I have like a pair of scissors. I have a lick. I mean, liquor bottle. Um, yeah, liquor bottle. <laughs> He's like, I got a sponge. I mean, it's a dry sponge. I mean, uh, I would be better off with a big rug. <laughs> that mean, yeah, not wrong. All right, but anyway, um, so let's so that yeah that part annoyed me. I don't, what was were there any before we get into that one cons- conspiracy fan theory um, that's making its way around the internet? What were there any scenes that that struck you like really particular, like burned into your memory? Um. I still don't understand the end goal. Like that that final no, that wasn't the was it the final final shot? Whatever, where they showed everyone locked hand in hand going across, you know, the like the mountainous deserted deserted area and the helicopters right. just looking at them. Right. Like I mean that was her goal to kill everybody and then hold hands across and America. Just, yeah, I mean so the yeah, there's some questions about what what her overall plan was after getting the revenge and doing the hands across america thing i guess was just like you know we're here you've abused us but now we're, we're taking over and like but yeah like i mean i was reading up on the original hands across america which is like a charity event um to help homelessness in, in the u.s and people had to pay money to be part of the line that stretched across like i didn't it didn't literally go all the way across the country but um there, there were plenty of gaps um, and in the movie 
I guess it's supposed to be like they're literally because they showed them holding hands across the clones holding hands like over a mountain mountainside, yeah, really hilly area, and the helicopters were keeping an eye on them. But yeah, like what's what's the plan for like the day after that? Right, and they couldn't even they couldn't talk. I mean, how are they going to communicate their message? And you know, what are they going to (laughs) eat? Or I guess they don't need to. I don't know. That part was really bugging me. Like, I know are, those those yells, those grunts. Their grunting made you uncomfortable too. It did. Didn't like I mean, that. Didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the the conspiracy theory revolving around the sun. So it's revealed that you know uh, Lupita's character Red was actually the origin originally like a regular girl. She she was in a house of mirrors at the amusement park which was the secret entrance to the underground lab that her clone had found. They meet in the house of mirrors and her clone switch, like knocks her out and switches places with her and goes on to live her life. Um, and Lupita's so red is the original girl, normal girl. She decides she comes up with a plan that takes roughly, I don't know, 20 years to execute and, and does just to get revenge but the theory is that the sun that we see the normal sun and i'm just gonna say good sun bad sun just because just okay so good sun is that we're shown is actually a clone too that a year before the movie takes place in in some of these theories it's like a year before there he swapped like Lupita's character is swapped. Or Red's Red goes and swaps that character. Some somehow he swapped, and he is actually the the clone. And he knows that good Adelaide, good Lupita, in quotes is actually. God, this is getting so confusing. Trying to keep yeah. all the character names. Right. <laughs> I this is like good lord. The, the the theory is that the little boy is a clone too. But right, that's basically the takeaway. Right, the one that's in, with the family. Yeah, and that the little boy who was shown w- with a burned like face was really the normal son who had been living with the family. He was swapped out, and he, the burns are because he was, um, or the burns are the reason that he couldn't talk. Like his mouth was pretty messed up. Uh, and the theory there is that you know the little boy was trying to do the magic trick with like the the lighter thing in his hand. Yeah, I didn't understand like, that. The theory all. there is that. Every time he was doing that, because the the clone characters underground, they, their movements match what the above ground uh, person, the real person, is doing in real time, right? So, you know, they go. The little girl goes to an amusement park. So downstairs in the factory or whatever, there's their mimic their movements mimic them going to the amusement park in at the exact same time. So, the theory is that when the good boy was doing the little trick that was failing underground the, the the red kid was doing it but with a real match and because it was so close to his face he was burning himself over and over because he could he had to mimic the the, the good boy huh. okay i guess th- that part of it makes sense but my first question is how was that even a magic trick it's just a lighter yeah i don't know what and- that was supposed to be <laughs> It's just, a, it's just a sparker. All it does is make sparks. 
Yeah, it's not even a lighter. It's just a little spark. Hey, like, what kind of trick is that? First, that was my was, first question. I mean, that is the kind of thing that like a ten-year-old would think is cool, and probably yeah. get bored of pretty quickly. And move but on. who's gonna? But who? What kind of parent lets their kid walk around with that that's, all day? And that's definitely the uh, the kind of parent who's like, yeah, yeah, okay, good, okay, let's get back to homework. <laughs> you know. Mm. You know. Um. Okay, but I, for that, for me, that one doesn't work either. How did he learn to talk? Right. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's the key thing with the clone. With the clone, and I think this is the overall issue is that like you can try to find something cool, like oh shit, the sun was also in on it, but then it all falls apart once you start examining it. Right. And I think people were disappointed, I, like maybe. I think because... he, I think he just knew, like his he gave that knowing look, like he knew something was wrong. But I don't think he was actually one of them. Yeah, I will say I don't agree with this conspiracy theory. I don't think it holds water. I think in the end, yeah, he's he figures out that his mom is actually the bad one, quote unquote, um, and then he's just scared, and then it just ends there, um, which is you know it's fine. Um, I think the thing too is get out right was 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 so well put together and tightly constructed and if you start analyzing it like yeah it does all add up and it's in a satisfying way i think that this movie doesn't yes very much so like as so soon that, as i start yeah. examining the the us i'm like i get frustrated because it's like i'm but, but but wait but no that didn't happen and there's no explanation like what but when you think about get out He's like, yeah, you know, he's, he had to pick the cotton out of the chair. And that's a reference to, you know, slavery. And like, he, that's how it helped. But this time it helped him get his freedom because he stuffed it in his ears and he tricked the dude. Like, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. See, all that works. This one, I don't know. It didn't work. But maybe he wasn't trying. I don't know which one it was. So, so, you're, so Jay, your take is that jo- Jordan Poole is coasting and he didn't deserve this and doesn't deserve any of this. Whoa! With your 6 out of 10 grade? Quite a, it's quite a jump you're taking there. Um, just giving him a low grade because, you know, it, it wasn't that great. It was good. I enjoyed it. I was just like, it was like, okay. It was similar to how I feel about Captain Marvel. Like, it was okay. Like, right. Like, yeah, it was cool. Whatever. No, Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity War is so good. Um, all right, cool. Well, we can we can get into the next subject. I, I don't know, Drew. Does that does our discussion make you want to see the movie? No. Definitely want to definitely want to see the movie. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, horror movies. You kind of. I mean, with so much technology now. You, it's hard to sell in a horror movie these days. So, um, it, good info. Looking forward to seeing it. Should be good. Yeah, I, I would definitely still recommend seeing it. Um, it's uh, it's really well made, and the acting is is great. Um, I mean, look, it's the number one mo- number one movie in the country, so must be doing something right. Uh, but let's move on. Um, so this is. One of our, our sort of controversial segments, uh, Jay, when I when I tell people about you know how we cover Game of Thrones, and I tell them that you know we, we get into some spoilers uh, based on like internet research, like I, I get people who are pissed off, like why are you mm. doing that? I don't want to listen to it. I don't even think you should be doing it. Period. 
Uh, encouraging those spoiler people? I mean, look, the spoilers are going to be out there. We're just reporting on them, you know. Um, So I will say to the listeners right now, if you want to avoid any spoilers for Game of Thrones, the upcoming season, which premieres two weeks from today, uh, you should stop listening now. This will be our last segment. So, you know, thank you for listening up to now. But we are going to get into potential spoilers for the upcoming season. So you've been warned. Um, So. Uh, Drew, what is, what's your background with Game of Thrones? Are you, are you a fan? Have you avoided it? I, I, you know, once it got, it, 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 it's too late. It was too late for me to jump into it once it was like a thing. So it was like I've never, I've never, I've never really jumped into it. But, uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot. It's definitely a lot to take on, and it's not just the the number of episodes. Which I think at this point there's probably like sixty or so, maybe seventy. Um, it's that each episode is really intense, and there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of shit to follow. Like it can feel exhausting at the like going through one of the, one of these episodes. I don't know, Jay, would, would you agree? Yeah, it certainly can be, and well, especially I mean, if you good. if you don't know was happening like in the in the beginning it was really difficult for me just the first season because I've, I've said this before but it was so dark and it's just a dark show in general and everyone looks the same and there's a lot of names and i didn't know what was happening it's like half of the first season and i yeah. think i had to go back and rewatch it right yeah there's a lot of a lot of primary characters too so it's not just like like, like there's probably like 20 characters that you have to know and you have to keep tabs on like their background and who like like yeah like i remember watching the first episode i'm like wait why'd they kill that guy right i thought, I thought isn't he like a cousin or something they just stabbed him in the gut what um but you know, I, I will say, like I, you know, it's been two years since the last season ended. Um, during this time, I've gotten into the books um, and internet culture and fandom around it is, is pretty intense, and you know, there's some fun stuff in it. Um, and so, anyway, listeners may recall our Visualist Podcast episode twenty-five, where I went online, I found what were purported to be episode like breakdowns of the full season seven every episode and we talked about those before the season started and it turned out that they were all right like they're all pretty much correct and accurate and i mean there's probably some insider like i always try to think like because hbo locks this shit down pretty pretty heavy but you know in the course of creating a tv show you know there's a lot of people involved and even if they all sign nda agreements um that's redundant the the a in nda stands for agreement um so you wouldn't say nda (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but uh you know shit's gonna get out like look you have editors working on the shit you have production assistants who have have to move the script around the actors have to know the scripts you know and you know sometimes they're careless or whatever so in any case what happened uh in red so this also comes from reddit it's from one of the game of thrones reddit boards called the free folk who sort of stylize themselves as as the 
uh, being sort of similar to the, 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 well, the free folk above the wall in the show, north of the wall. Um, so anyway, basically what happened is uh, there's a guy who, a Spanish guy, who has a YouTube channel, and he put up a video of just like of him uh, basically talking through the plot line for the whole first episode of season eight. That again comes on two weeks from now. And someone tra- did a translation of it and put it up on the Reddit board. And then like an hour after he he posted it, it got a takedown notice from HBO. And his Facebook page and his Vimeo page also got takedowns from HBO. So the theory there is that that makes them legitimate because, you know, there's plenty of theories online about what's going to happen. And HBO doesn't take them down generally, but they did aggressively take this one down. Right. Right. That makes sense. So, um, and you know, so we're, I'm just going to go through the main plot points. I, uh, you have, you have avoided, um, reading them because I wanted to give your, your initial first, first blush reaction, right? That's right. Okay. So I'm going to go through these. Um, are we all ready? You sure? Ready for the spoilers? Prepared. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect time. So the first thing. Uh, so and I'm so there's bullet points here. I'm not. I'm not even going to read the full bullet point. I'm just going to just going to hit the highlights. Um, so basically. Jon Snow and Daenerys and that whole crew with Tyrion and apparently Varys, they get to Winterfell and there's like the first 20 minutes or so it seems is just like you know, Jon hasn't seen these people in a while, they're just, it's just a reuniting I almost said reunition Uh, reuniting (laughs) Um, uh, so Jon meets up with Bran, uh, Sansa, Sansa meets Daenerys for the first time, and there's tension between them, mm. uh, as would be expected. Um, so, not a lot happens here. Um, then Bran basically goes to John, and so John and, and Daenerys are r- basically running things. They John has pledged uh, loyalty to Daenerys, which there's some drama around that, as you might expect, because the people in the north. So John is is ostensibly the king in the north, right? And so they don't they don't like that he's pledged his loyalty to Daenerys, which basically means that Daenerys effectively rules the north. And there's like I don't know, probably twelve different like houses in the north so basically Bran tells them uh, that he's found out that the Night's King has gotten the dragon and that he's coming down with his army and that they need to get the, all the, the houses in the north together because um, they got to start planning for what to do right any questions so far no questions okay so they have this big meeting amongst all the houses. Uh, that little girl, the Leanna Mormont, um, mm-hmm. she basically criti- she says he openly criticizes John's decision to bend the knee to Daenerys. Uh, 
Yeah, she would. Yeah, and you can picture her saying something smart. John rolling his eyes and being like, look. Which, this part's weird because, like, apparently everyone's pissed that John bent the knee, right? But but then he's right. like, look, you knew this was the game plan. That's why we went down to, to King's Landing. You know, I wasn't planning on doing it, but, you know, Daenerys saved my life. Whatever. Um, I mean, I guess that happens before they actually go down. But anyway, people are pissed off. So Tyrion comes in, and it's an issue with him being there because he's a Lannister. So they spend a lot of time explaining, like, look, you know, I'm, I'm with you guys now. I'm with Daenerys. And also, I was able to convince my sister Cersei to... Uh, send the troops up and she's going to do that. And everyone's like, well, no, she's not going to do it. She's full of shit. You're probably full of shit. And he's like, no, I am going to do it. She's going to do it. It's all good. Right. So they spent a lot of time setting up that he's defending Cersei. Right. Okay. Um, Tyrion then has a private conversation with Sansa you know, Sansa has a particular history with um, with Cersei. Um, she does. Tyrion is again <clears throat> defending Cersei. Um, John meets up with Arya in Winterfell. They have, a, I guess, a touching conversation. Um, so then it cuts to King's Landing, where apparently Kyburn knows about the Night's King getting the dragon. <laughs> Coburn is so good, man. <laughs> Do you remember the look on his face when he when he saw that uh, the white man? He he was the only one not scared and completely shocked. He was so curious. And just yeah, he was enamored by that thing. He was, oh. and he went to grab the hand that they cut off. Yeah. Um. So Coburn is somehow it's unclear how he knows about the Night's King because, you know, Bran knows the Night's King as the dragon because he can sort of see it with his green sight or whatever. Right. But Kyburn. What did you call it? Green sight? It's called, Oh, it's yeah. It's called green sight in the books. Huh. Um, okay. Because it's, he's connected to the, like the old trees. Um, and so when he is going and looking through the past, it's called green seeing. Okay. Yeah. So Kyburn somehow finds out you're on, Party boy, he comes yeah. in. He arrives, and they show this in the trailer. He he basically successfully gotten the Golden Company, which is this huge crew of um, basically uh, mercenaries. Um, apparently, like in the books, like they're like top tier, like the best mercenaries you can buy. And there's twenty thousand of them that come in on the boats. And apparently, and this is one of the f- funny things. So the. The Golden Company has a bunch of knights and a bunch of horses, and they have elephants, like war elephants, but they didn't bring them. I saw, I saw that on the internet that they have war elephants. I didn't go further than that. But. So, the, so the key thing is, though, Cersei was expecting the elephants, and when she sees that they, they didn't bring them, she gets really pissed oh. that, they, that there's no elephants, and apparently goes on and on and on about there not being any elephants and is super upset because the deal was that you, if Euron got the golden company, he would be able to fuck her basically. Um, and I guess become her official consort or something like that. <laughs> because technically she is the queen. 
That's what he. <laughs> that's his prize for bringing them back. He really wants her. What, what's the Golden Company? Golden Company is this crew of um, Marines or, or mercenaries that um, Cersei has hired, uh, basically because she's betraying. Her plan is to, even though she said she's sending all her troops up to help out with the the war against the White Walkers, she's actually double crossing them and got the Golden Company so that she could totally dominate them. I guess. Oh yeah. So I think I forgot. So what is her plan? Just to not help and then wait for it to be over and then destroy the winners. Basically, yeah. So she's like, look, either the the White Walkers are going to win or Jon Snow and his crew are going to win. And then, but they'll be so decimated that they'll be easy to take over once the, that war is over. So, but she has the Golden Company just to just to make sure that, like, you know, even though the Lannisters have their own army, she's not fucking around. So she got this 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 like rock star army. Um, so apparently, like, it goes like so. She even though he, there's no elephants, she goes through with her deal and she has sex with Euron, and apparently didn't like it wait 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 is this game of thrones is for kids kids watch the game of thrones i mean they better not be uh, but apparently yeah. even even after they have sex she's still complaining about that they're not being elephants yeah like, i mean she she's not good at keeping her word well no this is euron like euron is basically no 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 he, she did keep her word the plan, the plan was, if Euron brings the Golden Company, then he gets to have sex with her. But, but does he get to become like? I don't even know what his title. Well, they be. don't, they don't get into like his official title or anything like that. But, um, she's just pissed because essentially she feels like you know the elephants should have been part of it. Um, I mean, look in in this world, can you imagine like being in a war? <clears throat> All of a sudden, an elephant. Someone rides in on an elephant. Uh, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, that'd be pretty effective. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they would. They would. Elephants would win unless you're going against a dragon. Right. Yeah, it's not going to be much of a match for for a dragon. But there's only two dragons. Um, so anyway, so Theon. So Yara is still alive. So Euron's kept her alive. Theon is, and he has her stashed somewhere. Apparently, Theon finds out about it, and he's able to rescue her. Oh, okay. And and then he says, "Okay, now we need to get our crew up to Jon Snow to help him out with the White Walkers." So that's about it. Um, so are, are are there any minorities in Game of Thrones? <laughs> Um, like, are there any like Venezuelans? Is there any like you know? I mean, it's not so. It's not set in the real world. It's it's in like its own country called Westeros. Uh, short answer: No, not really. Um, but well, I guess the Dothraki. There, there is this one crew um, that are that are, I guess, minority. They're sort of like Middle Eastern. I guess they're supposed to be. What about the um? Uh, the snakes, like the poison people, weren't they supposed to be like? No, I mean they're they're basically from this world's version of Spain. Okay, got it. So some Spaniards in there. Uh, 
they're, they've sort of been sidelined in the story, so they're not really. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're looking at the overall story, uh, yeah, I mean, they're there. They play an important role. So, I don't, I don't know if they're coming back. Um, I would doubt it. So anyway, so John uh, back to Winter or Winterfell. John and Snow meet up with um, the dragons, and apparently John is able to ride one of them. Um, and then they hook up John and Daenerys. Okay, we already know that they've been together. So then Arya meets up with Gendry, and Gendry is like a blacksmith. Oh yeah. And he sets up a, his own blacksmith shop, and they use the dragon glass to make uh, a bunch of new weapons. Um, basically, he's adding dragon glass to existing weapons. Okay. Um, and chats with Arya, the hound chats with Arya, apparently calls her a little bitch. Um, yeah, they had some good, you know, some good back and forth, good chemistry with them. I liked their, when they were on their adventure together. Yeah. Uh, Sansa yells at John. I like this bullet point. It says, Sansa keeps being annoying. Uh, she confronts John about bending the knee for love, which that's a good point. <laughs> It's like some song, bending the knee for love. <laughs> um, bending the knee yeah, for love. That's definitely like a like a early '90s like slow jam. But wasn't that the only way that she was? I don't remember exactly, but he needed guess, to, right? Yeah, it was the only way she was going to agree to like. But look, she's got dragons, which in this world is effect- effectively like like having nukes. Um, yeah. Yeah, you need that. So these people got to get over John bending the knee for love. Aaron Hall or something. Uh, so, <laughs> so and this next goes on to Sam. So Sam is up in Winterfell and he meets up with Daenerys. Oh yeah. Daenerys tells him that he she killed both his father and her his brother. Apparently he's cool with the father because he did, like he's like oh you killed my father yeah okay well like, we never got along but then he gets really upset when she says oh also I killed your brother yeah I didn't realize that was his brother until I rewatched the episode it's like oh dang yeah so apparently he starts crying um <laughs> uh and then he goes back to Bran and then Bran says Sam you need to go tell John about. Uh, who his real father is. And it's unclear why he makes Sam do that. It seems like they could both do it, but Sam goes... They probably to, both could have, yeah. He goes to tell John. He's like, look, your your dad, it wasn't Ned Stark. It's actually Rhaegar. And your Ned lied all these years to protect you because you would have been killed if anyone knew who your father really was. Um, and he says, basically, you're technically you're the you're you should be the king. Like you are next in line of succession to be the king uh, as Rhaegar's son. And John basically says, no, Ned wouldn't have lied to me all these years. He's an honorable man. Which is true. He's right about the honor part, but. You know, you could make the argument that Ned's sister, Lyanna, made him promise to protect John. Yeah. So the on, that's where the honor comes in. Like, I'm honoring my promise to my sister. Um, and so apparently John's a little upset about that. And then it goes to Castle Black, 
with Beric and Tormund and, and that crew. Uh, they had to leave the other tower when the, the Night's King came and burned it down. And then they go to Castle Black and they say, hey, look, this dude, Night's King is coming. He's got a dragon. And apparently they show that the Night's King's already been there because he um, he leaves, he's scrawled a bunch of like weird symbols and stuff uh, on the walls of Castle Black. Um, and then I guess they, they turn Is to that them. I would like, I guess they, they turn, they turn behind them. And then the night's King's like right there with the dragon. And, oh. and the episode ends with him about Wait, to how does the dragon sneak up on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. a fair question. Um, it, it doesn't say so basically that, so that's, that's, that's the end. So it ends with the night's King attacking castle black. So that's it. That's so. We'll see in two weeks. Which 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 one did he attack first? So they were at the other east east, east watch, watch or something. Yeah. 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 So, so, okay. So so no wonder she left the elephants at home because she, they were they were going against dragons. I mean, I mean that could be like there's no competition to a dragon, right? No. Uh, what's it gonna do? Uh, it's gonna be served up on a platter. Is like charred <laughs> elephant steaks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, look in the show, the only one who's taken down a dragon is the, the Knights King. Um, but he's got like you know powers and you know is whatever, but still to be revealed. Um, so that's all Reddit has, and like I've been checking back. There aren't. I don't know what if HBO had this guy hit or something. Like there, he has. He only made, gave the one, the one he, episode. He only did the summary for the first episode, and he hasn't been heard from since. And so these I, are and these are sneaky, sneaky dragons too. These aren't just regular. Elephant turns around. It's like two dragons right there, ready to go. <laughs> Just eat them. Yeah. I will say yeah, they, they work against people. In the books, it's funny um, because there's this one character who's not in the show and he has this harebrained scheme where he's going to like, he wants to marry Daenerys. And so he goes to see her. And this is when she she's in Marine and, and the dragons are locked away in the dragon pit. And basically, this guy's plan is so he goes, he asks for her hand in marriage she turns him down but it's like yeah you can hang out here for a while if you want um and then he has this plan that he's like okay well i'm gonna go re- i'm gonna go into the dragon pit i'm gonna unchain the dragons and i'm gonna ride one and i'm gonna vanquish her enemies and then she'll marry me that that's basically oh. the plan and it's funny because like the way it's written like you can tell like this is a terrible plan it's doomed to fail and all of his friends, the, the crew he's with, are like, "Yeah, we definitely should not be doing this. We don't know how to control dragons." And he's like, "No, no, no, I got." This. <laughs> he's like, "He's like, I, he's like, he's like, I have a pure heart, and I know my true love and love." Like he's, which is, it's. There's not many characters like this, and I don't think there's any character like this in the show. I mean, Ned may be the closest one, but like, and and so he goes in the dragon pit, and the dragons immediately burn, burn his ass up and kill all his friends. <laughs> <laughs> and it describes him dying of the burns over the course of three days. That is that yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
So, all right. So any, any questions or thoughts on the summary? I mean, it, it, for me, it like it, it all kind of makes sense and it all kind of in retrospect seems kind of obvious, all those scenes. Are there any surprises? Um, not really. I mean, it sounds, it sounds like it could be very accurate. Um, even without, you know, the legal notice from HBO, um, Right. All that, all those, those are things you expect to happen at some point, and it makes sense to happen in the first episode. You know, just a lot of yeah. like scene setting and catching up on things that happened yeah, previously. It is a lot of catching up and setting stuff up for setting up the cool shit to happen later, basically. So, uh, Drew, thoughts, thoughts on it? Does that make you want to watch watch the show? I mean, it's uh, uh, it's it's too late. I got. I would have to catch up to connect all those dots. But yeah, uh, but 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 yeah, it's very in, in, interesting plots. I see. I hear. Yeah, I mean, it's. I will say, it's it's. God, did I? When did I start watching? I did start watching it pretty early on. So yeah, like going the thought of going back now. Like if I had never seen it, given what I know, I'd be like, I don't know. I mean, these were the times when it was okay to kill someone. You know what I mean? Right. They're like, oh, why'd you, you're going to jail. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it should be good. Um, uh, I'm actually supposed to go all the way up to the Upper West Side to watch it with a buddy. Um, who's, who's, who's like a super fan? I don't know. I, it's that's that's a lot for a Sunday, so from the lower east side. Yeah, up. for you to go all the way up there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay. Well, we can wrap up. Uh, any any closing thoughts, Drew? Thank thanks for joining us again. This has been fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming Enjoy out. This game is about said, an hour hour and a half away. So, uh, so oh shit, that's right. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right, yes. Let's go Spartans. <laughs> go, go Spartans. Let's go. <laughs> Big Ten. Jay, any, any closing thoughts? Big Ten solidarity. Is that it? Big Ten solidarity and eat something green. Eat some vegetables, right? That's right. This and hydrate. And hydrate. Hydrate, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see. I'm going to go. To, I'm about to go to Dwayne Reed. I'm going to see if they got that, that watermelon water. And, and I sent you guys a video of the uh, the girl alarm. Check that out. Oh yeah, I see that. I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> okay. Hope, yeah, it sounds disturbing, but I'll, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a look. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Uh,